Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. For the promise to Abraham, or to his descendants, that would be heirs of the world, was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if theirs who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, But where there is no law, there also is no violation. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham." who is the father of all of us, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you, in the presence of him who he believed, even God, who gives life to the death, to the dead, and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope, He believed so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken, so that your descendants be (coughs) without becoming weak in faith. He contemplated his own body now as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. Now, not for his sake only was it written written that it was credited to him, but also for our sake also to whom it will be credited as those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He who was delivered over because of our transgressions was raised because of our justification. Therefore, having been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into His grace in which we stand. And we exalt in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations bring about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. May the Lord add His blessing today to both the reading and the hearing of His Word. Let's pray. 
Father, as we come before you today, we do give you thanks. We thank you for your written word. We thank you, Lord, that you give to each and every one of us a measure of faith. A measure of faith sufficient for that which you have called us to walk in for your glory. We just pray today, Lord, you would help us where we are weak. Even though we believe, Lord, sometimes we struggle in our faith. We pray, Lord, that you would bring us through in every situation that we may walk in victory. Growing in our faith and in our understanding of those trials that you put before us to grow us in our faith. Holy Spirit, we just give this time over to you. We ask your presence here. You know today that your vessel is weak but is made only strong in you. So have your way, Lord, in this place. We pray this today in Jesus' name. And amen. You know, faith is something that we marvel when we find someone who seems to have a lot of it because some of us struggle so much in it. Oh, we believe God is able. We know that He does for some people. It's just sometimes we struggle believing that He's going to do it for us. There are many here today that you're walking in various levels of victory in that. You started from a place of of thinking that God didn't care a thing about you to where you are saved today. But still struggling maybe in some areas of your life to walk it out. What we see is God calls us from faith to faith. He calls us to glory to glory. It's, it's, he's constantly moving us forward. But you and I have to cooperate with His great plan. He doesn't want to leave any of us in the, uh, the stage of being infants in our faith. He wants to grow us to become mature believers where our faith continues to grow. It begins with the promises that God gives to us. The promises that God establishes in His Word that are given to each of us as believers. We hold them together. Many of these things we hold in common together. Our salvation. All of us have the opportunity to receive the gift of salvation. And we don't even have to work it up on our own. He gives us the faith to trust Him. But some continue to struggle in that faith. Not fully trusting all the way. You and I still think we have to do something. Or that we have to be prepared to step in if God doesn't come through. My experience is, you and I haven't got the ability to change anything in in the end. When we're talking about things this big. 
Only he has the power. But he's calling you and I to walk and live in faith and overcoming faith. And that comes through experience. So God takes us on a faith journey. (laughs) On a faith journey. And in that, he allows trials to come into our lives. I've never been happy about any of them so far when I was going through them. I usually thought they were too hard, too tough, and I wasn't up to the task. And that was a true assumption. I wasn't up to the task, but he was. What I had to do was trust him. That the places that he was taking me in my faith journey were the very places I had to go so that I could accomplish the things that he had planned for me for his glory. Some of us have been called to do things that require great faith. And when God gives us a promise, it seems impossible for it to come to pass. This morning we read about Abraham. (laughs) Abraham received the promise. He was 75 when he received the promise. He was already an old man. His plumbing was already starting to fail. And yet God promised that he would have a son, a promise, through which his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky or the sands on the seashore. And just like us, Abraham and Sarah thought, God... I don't know how you're going to make this happen. So they even chuckled. They even at one point in time decided God needed some help. That he couldn't do it on his own. So they came up with their plan. What a mess. What a mess. We're still living in it today, aren't we? But the reality is this. To the one who promised, his timetable doesn't match ours. I want to remind each and every one of you in his word, he says, My ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. They're higher. God's plan was to take an old man and make him an even older man. To take him through a journey of faith, one of trust, one that when you and I look at it, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to promise it, deliver it. But again, going back to those of us who are microwave Christians, we want to stick it in there and have it come out ready just right now. But he's taking us on a journey on a journey where we grow in our faith and we learn to trust in Him. Trust in Him. 
And it, the victory comes to those who learn to trust in Him. You know, we get to make laps around the mountain if we so to choose. But I tell you, let's start trusting. Lord, I don't know how. Right now it makes no sense. But I trust in you. Because I know your word is true. I also know your character and your nature. And every attribute is written in your book about who you are. And that you are faithful you are faithful. You will never leave me. You will never abandon me. You are faithful. So we put our trust in Him completely, knowing that He who has promised is faithful to bring it to completion. Even though at times we don't see how. God works in mysterious ways. His ways don't always make sense. But His ways always bring about His will. And they, in every way, reveal the fact that He is the one who accomplished it. Not human effort. But He is the one who accomplished it. He takes a man who at 100 finally gives a son to him. At 100 years old, Abraham has a son. He waits 25 years on that promise. Some of us would give up long before that. But over that 25 years, Abraham grew in his ability to trust God. It says that when the promise was given, Abraham already had reckoned his body, had contemplated his own body as good as dead since... I want to tell you, Abraham lived after Isaac was born, Abraham lived another 75 years. Things that God can do. Things that happen in a man of faith who trusts God. After the son of promise is born, then God asks him, To sacrifice him makes no sense. Again, a faith journey that he goes on. Well, God is revealing who he is. Abraham has grown in his faith to the place that he believes that if Isaac is killed, that God is able to resurrect him to life. His faith is great. God tests him. A faith that is not allowed to be tested is a faith that will not last during the storm. 
you and I have to understand that God is going to test our faith by allowing us to go through situations in life that you and I will find uncomfortable. You and I will find unfair. But they are exactly, 100%, the very thing we need in that moment to become the person that He's called us to. Because there is a higher calling. There is a greater thing lying ahead that requires even more faith than what you have today. And He has to grow you in faith. I see so many people sitting in church not allowing God to grow them in their faith. They have enough faith to come to salvation and they think they have arrived. Let me remind you, it is a faith journey. Coming to salvation is getting in the door. It's like coming into the vestibule of the church. You can stand out there, but He wants you to come on in to where it's happening. He wants you to come on in to the inner sanctum of where God is living and moving and having His being and longs to flow through your life in every way. He's going to test your faith because He has a high calling for your life. If you are not cooperating and you're not allowing Him to accomplish this in your life and you resist Him, you'll find yourself sitting on the sidelines instead of right in the middle of everything that God's about. find here is these journeys that people have been put through in, back in, the, in, in, in Hebrews Hebrews chapter 11 is that great faith chapter and we see the journey that so many people went through in faith we find that I read. I was reading this book last night, and it 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 kind of really stuck out to me. Putting all things together, we find that faith is believing what the Lord has said to us that it will be accomplished. Mary believed that what the Lord told her would be accomplished. And it was. She couldn't understand how she could give birth to a son and yet not have known a man. But Mary says, According to your word, let it be done unto me. Believing what the Lord had said to us, that His will will be accomplished. That's what faith is. Faith is 
being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what He has promised. Are you fully persuaded or are you only partially persuaded? Are you only persuaded that He will do it in your neighbor's life? Are you believing that He will do it in your life? Being fully persuaded. Faith is believing that all things will happen just as He has told us. They are going to happen just as He has told us. It may not be on our timeline, but it's going to happen because we have faith that He is telling us that which He has promised for us. Faith is considering Him faithful who has given us the promise. For Christians, faith is making a reasonable assumption about God that He cares and His control over our lives is based on His promise. We may not understand every circumstance or even appreciate every event. And I can say amen to that. But He knows what He's doing. And let me state it again. A faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. It has no value. God will test our faith. It is not so that He can find out whether we have faith or not. It is so you and I come to find out whether we have faith or not. God already knows. Every test is for us. It's not a test for Him to find out about us. He knows all things. It is so you and I who make assumptions that we've got this under control. Peter thought he would be able to stand right beside the Lord. He was sure he could do it. So, oh Peter, Satan wants to sift you. <laughs> and you know what? The Father allowed it to happen. So that Peter could find out. And that, even in our failure, our failures do not have to be our end. I tell the guys a new hope. When you stumble or when you fall, fall forward. Don't fall back. That which the enemy puts in your path to trip you up, that God allows you to go through for the purpose of allowing you to grow in your faith. When you stumble, stumble forward. It can become a positive thing. When you mess up, it can become a positive thing in your life if you learn from it and you don't repeat it. If you repent, turn from your old ways and now walk in the path that God has put before you for His glory. Fall forward. Faith will grow from that, knowing that He did not condemn you. He did not cast you aside. But as a loving father, He lifted you up as a son or daughter. 
Now, I don't know about you, but he's patted me on the backside a time or two and said, now get out there. Get back in the game. I've already forgiven you. I still love you. Messing up didn't do anything to change the way I feel about you. Remember, He is who He is. He says, I am that I am. He doesn't change. He loves us. And it is His heart's desire for us to walk in victory. When we're in the middle of something that we really don't understand, we're in a trial and in a test that is greater than what we feel we can handle in that moment. And we're, we're just ready to hang it up because we don't think we can go through it. When God does not deliver us overtly through a miracle or covertly by providential care, He will deliver us mysteriously with a deeper level of intervention than we can discern and it will end up better for us though for a time we may be very perplexed there are times that God brings us through things and it's so difficult and we wonder why in the world did I have to go through that I don't understand It is not fair. But God does not view things the same way we do. And He is very willing to allow you to go through things that you don't think are fair for the purpose of bringing you to the person that He's calling you to be in Christ Jesus. He is willing for you to almost be offended at Him for the purpose of bringing you into closer relationship and walking in victory as an overcomer. Don't let the enemy cause you to misunderstand the person of your Heavenly Father and how He's going to work. He knows what He's doing. In the vortex of God's mysterious ways, we find in John chapter 13, verse 7, it becomes a key verse for many Christians. Jesus answered and said, You can well trust Him to save and deliver you from every evil work and preserve you for His heavenly kingdom. He will save you and deliver you in His own unique way, whether miraculous or providential or mysterious. He, will, he always does that for His children. And that is His specialty, delivering us in His own special way. Faith. It is something that's going to be challenged in your life so that you have the opportunity to grow. Understand that these things are going to happen. Cooperate with 
the Lord in the process. Don't doubt. Trust. Trust. And you will know the overcoming joy of walking in victory as an overcomer in Him. Let's pray. Father, we thank You today for the great call of faith that You place on our lives. That journey that You long for each and every one of us to walk through. Those challenging days that will lie ahead for each and every one of us. Those times when we don't understand why. Why, Lord, why? Fill us full of Your presence that we may come to walk in the assurance that You work all things together for good for those who, are, who love You and those who are called according to Your purposes. That Your glory would be accomplished in our lives. And that we could be people who have an impact upon this world. Because when the world looks at us and, and wonders how in the world are they doing it, that we can testify that with God all things are possible. Have your way in our lives today, Holy Spirit. May those who are struggling in faith today, may today be a life-changing day. May they leave this place understanding better that journey of faith. Holy Spirit, strengthen them in the days and weeks ahead. Help them to trust You, knowing that Your Word is true and You are faithful in every way. And that Your promise is something that can be taken to the bank. We give You all the praise and glory and honor due. And all God's people said, Amen. We're going to celebrate the Lord's table. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was celebrating the Passover Seder meal with his disciples in the upper room. And he took the loaf and he broke it. And he passed it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Likewise, after the meal, he took the cup. And he blessed it. He said, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. As oft as you drink this, drink this in remembrance of him, dear people. Let's pray. Father, as we prepare to come to your table... Send forth your Holy Spirit to search out our hearts. That we may have a clean slate with you. Bring to our remembrance those things where we have fallen short. 
May we confess them before you and receive the fullness of your forgiveness in our lives. We thank you, Father. We give you the praise and the glory, dear Jesus, for your atoning work. And we thank you for sending forth your spirit to dwell inside of us and to give us your peace. Bub, would you assist me?